time for Dodger Talk. If you're ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Find new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. It is the eve before it all begins for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Dodger Talk here on AM570 LA Sports. If you hadn't had enough of me by now, you're going to have enough of me by the end of this show. The next hour, it's me and you, Dodger Talk. Here on your home with the Dodgers, AM570 LA Sports. Tomorrow, the season opener, the Dodgers will start on the road at Coors Field in Denver. A 110 first pitch. Walker Bueller is your opening day starter. Kyle Freeland will go for the Colorado Rockies. Our phone number here tonight, 866 987 2570. 866 987 2570. Jump on board. I want to hear your thoughts. Going into this 2022 season, where are the Dodgers going to end up in this National League West? Who will be the competitors for the Dodgers in this division? Do you see the Giants winning 107 games like they did a year ago? How bad are the Arizona Diamondbacks? How awful are the Colorado Rockies? Can the San Diego Padres be a contender in the NL West this year, or will the injury to Fernando Tatis Jr. be too much for them to overcome? 866-987-2570. You could always tweet at me, at Tim Cates on Twitter, T-I-M-C-A-T-E-S, and we can chat it up there as well. Tomorrow, our coverage here on AM570 will begin at 9 a.m. Well, day will start with Dan Patrick at 6 o'clock in the morning. At 9 o'clock, Rogan and Rodney will take over live and local, leading up to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck at noon. First pitch is at 110. Well, the expectations are sky high for Dave Roberts and this Dodgers team. Dave Roberts, a few weeks ago, telling our own Dan Patrick that they're going to win the World Series in October. And he has taken some flack for that for people, mostly in the media. But I applaud him. That's what you're supposed to say. That's what you should say if you're the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. In fact, if you're the manager or a player in the big leagues, in baseball, I I don't care who, what team you're on. You should say, yeah, we're going to win the World Series. If you're an NBA player, if you're in the NFL, whatever team you're on in football, hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl. You call your shot. Put it out there. That's the goal for everybody, except for the Oakland A's and the Pittsburgh Pirates and a few other teams out there. But for the most part, everybody's goal is to hoist that championship trophy, the piece of metal as Rob Manfred called it, which we know it's a lot more than that. But that's the goal for every team. And every manager should say that. Hey, we're going to win the World Series. Every player should say that. We're going to win the World Series. So the flack that Dave Roberts got and the pushback from members of the media, even during the Freeway Series, there was members of the media during Dave Roberts' pregame scrums that were saying, you, you want to walk that back? You still feel like that? You still feel like this team's going to win the World Series? And he stood by it, as as he should. 
And not just because this team is fully loaded and ready to go in 2022, but you need to have confidence in your team. Uh, if you're the Angels, Joe Madden should be saying this. If if you're down in, in, in San Diego, Bob Melvin should be saying, hey, we're the Padres. We're, we're going to win the World Series, whatever team it is. So good for Dave Roberts going out and saying that and proclaiming the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Now, they got to go out and play. They got to, you know, stay healthy over the course of 162. But on paper, as we as we get ready for the start of the Dodgers season and half the games across baseball uh happen today as far as season openers, half will start tomorrow. Couple games postponed, Red Sox and Yankees, Mariners Twins will play tomorrow because of weather on the East Coast and in the Midwest. But baseball is underway, and tomorrow the Dodgers will start their season. And I think Dave Roberts knowing what he's got, knowing the expectations are to win a championship in Los Angeles. I was so happy to hear him say that right here on AM570 LA Sports when he told our own Dan Patrick that. And I'm glad that he's sticking with his guns there, as he should. Now, this team, not 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 just on paper, this team is expected to go out and win a World Series this year. They are loaded, one through nine in this roster. We, we, we know what it's going to be. We, we, we know the names. We know how good and talented this team is, one through nine, and even the bench being elevated this offseason with some of the moves they've made. The pitching staff, really good. Some question marks at the bend net back into the rotation, but this bullpen loaded with arms. And today, the Dodgers released the 28-man roster. We'll go through it here in just a couple of minutes as the Dodgers elected to go with a lot of pitchers to start the season as opposed to an abundance of position players. They loaded up in the bullpen. Mitch White is going to make this opening day roster. That tells you how loaded they're going with arms into this start of the regular season. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570 is our phone number. Jump on board. Let's talk about this season. Let's get into who you think the NL West what teams are going to be threats to this Dodgers team? Injuries aside, because, of course, you cannot predict injuries. You don't know what's going to happen. But assuming this Dodgers team stays healthy, they could have guys make the all-star team from Freddie Freeman to Justin Turner to Mookie Betts and hopefully everybody in between on this Dodgers roster. Walker Bueller, Julio Urias, will he get another 20-win season? My biggest question mark for this Dodgers team is the back end of this rotation. And, and I'm not the only one. I think a lot of you Dodger fans are with me. Certainly, David Vazde has talked about that a lot here on this station. Dave Roberts has talked about it. Going into the start of this season, Tony Gonsolin and Andrew Heaney are your four and five starters. However order they're going to go, maybe Heaney first and Gonsolin, we still don't know. But they're your Two back-into-the-rotation guys going into the start of the season. Now, keep in mind, the Dodgers went out and signed Tyler Anderson, the left-hander who started for many seasons with the Colorado Rockies and started last year as well, I believe, with Seattle a couple of games. He's an opportunity for the Dodgers if they need a left-handed starter, maybe an opener in a couple of situations. We hear him and Tony Gonsolin could piggyback each other as far as starts are concerned. Gonsolin gets the start. Tony Tyler Anderson right behind him. 
There's going to be some movement, I believe, in that fourth and fifth spot. We saw Bobby Miller, the young flamethrower, in the final freeway series game against the Angels just a couple of nights ago. Wow. How special is that young man? But he's starting the season double-A Tulsa. Ryan Pepio, Brandon Knack, Andre Jackson. These are names we are probably going to see at some point this year. You hope it's not because of injuries. You hope it's just because they're busting through that door and ready to get to the major leagues and ready to prove they can be in the rotation and pitch every five days. Now, with that being said, the bullpen. The bullpen, to me, is deep. This is a bullpen, lefty, righty. They're going to be okay. And I say that because they've got guys that are going to start the year on the injured list. Tommy Canley. Um, let's see. Who, who else is starting on the injured list for the Dodgers? Uh, Victor Gonzalez going to start on the injured list. Dustin May, certainly we know that. Danny Duffy will join this team at some point. They've got arms. They have got arms. I'm not worried about the bullpen. Even with the season starting in Denver with its three-game series against the Rockies where bullpens go to die, I'm not worried because they've got depth. Alex Vessia, Mitch White, Blake Trinan, Evan Phillips. Jimmy Nelson will be hopefully joining this team at some point. The pickup of Craig Kimbrell has been huge. Daniel Hudson, Bruce Dark Gratterall. This team is ready to go in the bullpen. Again, the big question mark I have is the back two spots in the rotation. I don't think it's going to stick with Heaney and Gonsolin the entire season. I hope I'm wrong. What do you think? 866-987-2570. What's your question mark going into this Dodgers season? What's your concerns? If anything, are you even worried? Do you see this team running away with the division in 2022? Certainly the National League is going to be tough from the Central and the East, from teams like the Mets, the Braves, the Milwaukee Brewers are better this year, have been a playoff team the last couple of seasons. Let's see if the Chicago Cubs can do anything, making a few moves this offseason. The Cardinals certainly flexing their muscles today, a 9 nothing shutout over the Pittsburgh Pirates with Albert Pujols back in their lineup in St. Louis. The National League West is top-heavy. We can see the Dodgers and Padres, I think, are going to battle for the division. The Giants, no way they win 107 games like they did a year ago. And then there's the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies, who the Dodgers should feast on this season. But there's teams in other divisions in the National League. I just mentioned the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Braves, the Mets. There are some teams, they're going to compete in the National League. It's not a clear path from the start of the season until the World Series. It is not a layup, if you will, for the Dodgers just to run through six months of a season, October, and get to the World Series. They're going to run into some teams in the postseason. 866-987-2570. The season starts tomorrow. I cannot wait. Walker Bueller gets the start. This lineup will finally be in full effect. We'll see it with Trey Turner and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman at the top of the lineup. Cody Bellinger, hopefully he could flip the switch and get off to a hot start here in 2022. I'm excited. I really am. I, I, 
I like the abbreviated spring training. I'll be completely honest with you. I loved it. The fact that we had three and a half, almost four weeks of spring training, and that was it, I loved it. How much of the pitchers going to love it? We'll find out. That's why I think the Dodgers loaded up on as much pitching as they did to start the season with the 28-man roster and going with 16 pitchers. That's why I believe they loaded up is because guys may not be fully stretched out. You're not going to see Walker Buehler pitching to the seventh inning. That's not going to happen. You're not going to see Clayton Kershaw, you know, maybe even go six-plus, seven-plus innings. That's not going to happen. They're going to be limited still. They're stretched out only to a certain point. The bullpen play is going to be huge for every team across baseball, and the Dodgers are very fortunate. They are so deep with arms. Lefties, righties, back-end guys, high-leverage guys like Blake Trinan, Bruce Dargaratterall. They, out of any team in baseball off the top of my head, certainly in the National League West, they're the team most primed to get off to a good start because the bullpen will be there for them if needed. I think the hitters are going to be ahead of pitching to start the season because pitchers didn't get as many starts in spring training, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with this truncated spring training, and now we're off and running. Let's go. Who needs six weeks of spring training, which get boring for the fans the last two, two and a half weeks anyways? The players, I think they're ready to go. The pitchers, I think they'll be ready to go after a few starts. Certainly, they got to go out there when the bell rings here for the Dodgers tomorrow in Denver against the Rockies. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls. I got a line open. How is it there's a line open on Dodger Talk the night before the season starts? 866-987-2570. Also, you're going to hear from Freddie Freeman. If you haven't heard it already, Freddie Freeman was on the MLB Network earlier today and responded to the comments that his former teammate on the Atlanta Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr., made towards him last night. Well, Acuna has walked it back a little bit, but still we'll hear from Freddie Freeman, who was not happy today, and talk to the MLB Network. You'll hear from the Dodger first baseman. I want to hear from you. 866-987-2570. In about 30 minutes from now, about 745, I'm going to get you a farm report. I'm going to tell you the Dodgers' top 10 prospects and where they are to start the season. Are they in double-A, triple-A, A-ball? Where's Diego Cartaya? Where's Brandon Knack? Where'd Ryan Pepio go? I'll tell you in 30 minutes. On the farm report. Your phone calls, and you'll hear from Freddie Freeman when we come back. Tim Cates, it's. This season begins tomorrow. Dodgers in Denver. They take on the Rockies. Walker Bueller, Kyle Freeland, the pitching matchup as the Dodgers start the 2022 season. First pitch at 110. I'll have Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck beginning at noon. Rogan and Ronnie will get the day started here live and local beginning at 9 a.m. after the Dan Patrick Show. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow to Rogan and Ronnie for your chance to win tickets to opening night Thursday, April 14th at Dodger Stadium and a $50 gas card. That's tomorrow with Rogan and Rodney starting at 9 a.m. going until noon. Coming up, we'll get to the farm report, the latest on the Dodgers' top 10 prospects, where they are starting this 2022 minor league season. We'll get to your phone calls in just a minute. I got a line open still, 866-987-2570. 
yesterday, Ronald Acuna Jr. went on Instagram Live with a reporter from the Dominican Republic, and it was in all Spanish. They were talking about the season. They were talking about uh, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s knee injury, which you see is still coming back from the ACL injury that he suffered last year. He's going to start the season on the IL. He's not with the team right now who started the season against the Reds tonight in Atlanta. But Ronald Acuna Jr. was asked about Freddie Freeman and leaving and his thoughts about him signing with the Dodgers. And he said, what do you make of it? He said, nothing. He says, we were close in that we shared the same stadium, but we had a lot of, how do you say, a lot of clashes. And he went on to talk about how when he came up and made his Major League debut, Freddie Freeman was one of the guys that pulled him aside and told him, hey, no earrings, no eye black, and wiped it off with the towel and said, hey, this is how we do things. You can't wear sunglasses over your hat and cover up the A. You know, we have ways of doing things here with the team, just like, you know, the Dodgers have a way of doing things. And in sports, there's dress codes on a lot of organizations. The Yankees have the no facial hair rule. You wear suits when you travel. Their team edicts, their franchise uh, mandates, their rules that the players and coaching staff have, whether from the top down or from the manager who has the right to, to have travel restrictions or travel uh, rules as far as wearing suits or dress casual on certain road trips. Well, the Atlanta Braves had that, and Freddie Freeman, as a veteran, was one of the guys who approached Ronald Acuna Jr. a couple years ago and said, hey, that's not how we do things here at the major leagues. That's not how we do things here with the Atlanta Braves. And obviously, Ronald Acuna Jr. still was bitter about that because he brought it up with this reporter last night and talked about how he and Freddie Freeman basically didn't have a relationship over that, and he's moved on. Well, Freddie Freeman today, as the Dodgers were getting ready to leave and get their flight and head to Denver, Went on the MLB Network, and here's what Freddie Freeman, Dodger first baseman, said back. Uh, you know, I obviously I've heard everything that was said, but you know, I I'm gonna miss Ronald. Um, Charlie's gonna miss Ronald. My family's gonna miss Ronald. So um, that's my side of it. Uh, I love Ronald Acuna, and I can't wait for him to get healthy and get on the field. And I think he's great for the game of baseball. It's a talent that uh, is gonna be something that's talked about for a hundred plus years because those kind of talents don't come around in this game and. You know, I, I, I saw the eye black situation. Um, you know, it's just when you put on a Braves uniform in that organization, there's organizational rules. Uh, you don't cover the A with sunglasses. You don't wear earrings. You don't have you have your hair a certain length. You wear a uniform out on the during BP. You know, you don't have eye black coming down across your whole face. Those are just organizational things. So, you know, I guess you know, I was one of the older guys that did have to enforce those kind of things in the clubhouse, but. Um, those are kind of when you put on a Braves uniform. Those are kind of what happens there. So uh, I, I I don't I didn't view as any friction or clashes or anything like that. I, I loved Ronald. I still love Ronald. I'm gonna miss Ronald. My family's gonna miss Ronald, and I can't wait for him to get on the field again because the game of baseball needs him. Well, Freddie, let me let me comfort you a little bit. I had to do that to a kid who wore an earring and he turned his hat backwards and said, "Hey, we don't have rules like yeah. that." I got beat up. He's in Cooperstown. Yeah. <laughs> that day will pass. Those are rules that teams yeah. and organizations no, have. It's fine. The rules yeah, will pass. It's Those just an organizational thing. Yeah, it's good. It's organizational <laughs> rules. Uh, you know, that's what how I came in. Those were those were in place, and you know, I was, you know, 2016. Two years before Ronald got called up, I had uh, Christian Louboutin shoes on on the road. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you're supposed to wear nice clothes on the road, collared shirts, jeans. And in my mind, um, those aren't tennis shoes. So I had someone 
who was higher up in the organization coming up to me on the road and said, hey, we don't wear tennis shoes on the road. This is 2016. I said, I know we don't wear tennis shoes on the road. Um, he goes, well, those you have tennis shoes on. I said, I can't play tennis in these shoes. You know, like <laughs> these, I thought these were nice shoes. And he goes, no, you have to have a heel on the shoe in this organization. So, and back then it was like those Cole Haan shoes, those little dress up shoes. And I said, oh, okay, sounds good. And I had just gone to Brandon Hicks uh, wedding and I had to wear cowboy boots. So <laughs> the rest of the year I wore cowboy boots because they had heels on it. You know, it's just, those are like little rules that the Braves organization had. And you know, like, I was just okay with it, you know. That's just I just said yes and did them. So uh, it's unfortunate that he like viewed it like that. But you know, I just we were always told, you know, that like you you put on a Braves uniform, you, you you're supposed to act a little differently and hold yourself a little differently. And you know, I just tried to uphold those rules the best I could. All right, there's Freddie Freeman taking the high road. Uh, and he's right. It's unfortunate that Ronald Acuna Jr. took it that way, and obviously hasn't gotten over what happened a couple of years ago, but maybe turn the page, Ronald Acuna Jr. I don't know. Get over it. It was nothing personal. As he said, it was an organizational rule. The Dodgers have him. Every team in baseball has him. They've got dress codes, travel dress codes, uh, things you're supposed to do as far as flights, courtesies. It's it's just the way things are done, and that happens in all of professional sports, and maybe it happens in other organizations outside the world of sports, but um, certainly he got upset over that years ago, hasn't gotten over it since. And Freddie Freeman very nicely said, Hey, nothing personal about it. I was just a veteran trying to tell a young player how we do things here at the major leagues with the Atlanta Braves. Again, Ronald Acuna Jr. Has not moved on. Freddie Freeman certainly has moved on. And now here in LA with the Dodgers and we'll uh, be in the lineup, no doubt tomorrow as the Dodgers start the season in Denver against the Rockies, 110 first pitch here on AM570 LA Sports. So I'm, I'm glad that was cleared up. Certainly Freddie Freeman has no ill will. Ronald Acuna Jr. did kind of walk it back a little bit um, when asked about it earlier today. You know, he said it was kind of blown out of proportion and it was made a bigger deal than it really was. I think Ronald Acuna Jr., and this is my own personal opinion, having watched the video, somebody was videoed and recorded the Instagram Live that Ronald Acuna Jr. did last night with this reporter from the Dominican Republic. It was in all Spanish. Somebody transcribed what he said, and based on his tone, how comfortable he was, he wasn't like under pressure, uh, it wasn't an uncomfortable interview, it was very loose, very casual. He was just speaking from his mind, and it, it, you can tell he was not happy about still what happened a few years ago. I don't think it's being misportrayed. I don't think it's being taken out of context or taken out of uh, uh, for granted, I should say here. I think he said it, and now that it blew up, and I don't think he thought it was going to get this big or maybe get out at all. It was just an Instagram Live and didn't think it would blow up like it did. Well, it did, and it got out there, and it's made national news, and it's been a big topic around baseball today with half the teams having their opening day games today, including the Atlanta Braves. Um, now that it got out there, I think he's kind of feeling like, uh-oh. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Uh, it has certainly gotten out of control, and I didn't mean it to be that way, but it did. You said it. You obviously haven't gotten over it. Freddie Freeman has, and uh, the Dodgers and Braves will meet up in a few weeks at Dodger Stadium. How about that? <laughs> 866-987-2570. Coming up in about 15 minutes, I'll get you the farm report, latest in the Dodgers' top 10 prospects and where they're starting this 2022 season. But how are you feeling going into the season opener? What questions do you have as far as this Dodgers team going into the season? And who do you see in the NL West really being a competition, being that team that they battle over the course of 162? To me, it's the Padres. 
The Giants, I don't see them duplicating what they did a year ago. Arizona and Colorado certainly aren't at the talent level of the Dodgers and Padres. I think those two teams are the class of the NL West, and it's going to be a fun battle this season. All right, let's go to Phil and Corona. Phil, you're first up. Welcome, Phil. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for letting me on, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so earlier you were talking about the pitching rotation and your concerns on the back end with, like, Gonsolin and – um, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I listen to, you know, AM570 all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like nobody's talking about Trevor Bauer. And my question is, you know, with his legal issues kind of getting cleared up now and um, yep. MLB's got to make a decision at some point, yep. if he has a short suspension, do you think that we're going to see him back in a Dodger uniform? Because I just feel as if it's almost like there's a blackout on talking about Bauer. I don't hear anybody talking about it. You know, when you were mentioning the rotation, yeah. you didn't mention his name. Well, so he, do you he's feel not with the, the team. He's not with the team right now. I feel I appreciate it. If he's not there, Dave Roberts was asked about Trevor Bauer, and he's got the 28 guys in front of him on his roster, and that's what you have to deal with. You, you can't a, – a guy gets hurt, guy has Tommy John surgery, guy has shoulder surgery like Edwin Rios did last year, Dustin May with the, the arm injury. The guys are done for the year, or the guys are out for an extended amount of time. You know, Danny Duffy's out right now. Victor Gonzalez is not starting the season uh, with the team. He's on the injured list for whatever reason. If a guy's hurt, it's next man up. You move on until you get that guy back on your roster. That's how it is in professional sports. You can't sit there and worry about somebody who's not around, somebody who's hurt, somebody who's dealing with something off the field. You can't. You have to move on. The game happens the next day. They come fast, they come often, and they come, you know, over the course of 162 games, uh, you have to you have to go with the team you got. And for Dave Roberts, Trevor Bauer is not a part of this team. Now, what happens with him in Major League Baseball in the next, what is it, 10 days? Uh, I think it's the 15th or the 18th that he is now supposed to find out his fate. We'll all find out together. And what the Dodgers ultimately decide to do, if he's suspended by baseball, I don't know. I don't know what Major League Baseball is going to do. I think they they have a, they have a, a serious a serious topic in front of them, and they need to figure out what they're going to do with a guy who was not charged in the criminal courts, was not charged by police. Um, maybe he did something, you know, in the court of... Per- you know, he wasn't... He wasn't... I, I'm not tiptoeing around this, but I'm just trying to put it the best way possible. Legally, he was never found to have done anything wrong. Legally. Now, Major League Baseball, they don't need you to be found guilty or not guilty or charged or not charged by law enforcement or a court or a DA or a judge to suspend you. They can do whatever they want. And I think Major League Baseball is going to have to figure out and ultimately make a decision here. They, they can't just keep kicking the can down the road like they did at the end of last year, which it was still going on. And even as spring training started, hey, we'll get to April one we're going to move it further and further and further because Trevor Bauer's kind of just sitting there going, hey, what about me? You know, I'm ready to go. And when that decision comes down, the Dodgers then will have to make a decision on what they do with Trevor Bauer and the remaining part of his contract. Do they bring him back? Do they not? They buy him out. They work out an agreement. But I think it's before we get to that point, you can't worry about it. You can't really sit there and say, well, we could, we could put him at the back end of the rotation. You don't know. If you don't know, you can't worry about it. You deal with what's in front of you right now. Major League Baseball will make that decision ultimately because their offices with Rob Manford are the ones who are going to make the decision on what to do with them. And once they do that, we'll all know together, and then the Dodgers will have a decision to make based on what Major League Baseball 
decides to do with Trevor Bauer. So until then, you deal with Andrew Heaney, you deal with Tony Gonsolin in the rotation, you deal with the Dodgers and what they're going to do bullpen-wise, and you don't worry about Trevor Bauer. That's how you have to deal with it. You have to treat it almost like an injury. And, hey, maybe we get him back at some point. Maybe we don't. 866-987-2570. Ted and Whittier is next up here on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Ted? Hey, what's going on, bud? How you doing on the eve of uh, new Dodger season? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to the season started. I, I want to see Walker Bueller and how he comes out tomorrow. Had a rough little outing there in the freeway series in his final tune-up. I want to see how Cody Bellinger gets off to the start of the season. I want to see how the Dodgers look in a real game. I, I, I'm I'm excited. Spring, hey. spring training was was short, but it wasn't short enough in my eyes. Uh, you kind of stole my thunder there. That's uh, one of my bullet points was uh, how Belly's uh, going to respond. I mean, he, he did well, obviously, in that little mini playoff run we had last year, but he's a question mark looking to fit that big swooping swing. Still kind of freaks me out. And then you got Muncy off the injury. Number three starter. I don't know if Haney's the guy, but um, what's the likelihood? I guess my question will be uh, the kid um, the kid that pitched last night against the Angels, and I'm brain farting on his name. Bobby right Miller. Now, but, yeah, but, uh, what, what, what's your timetable for him to come up? I mean, get stretched out in the, main, uh, the minors and get called up here. Do you foresee that coming anytime soon? I, I think we'll see him at some point, Ted, and I appreciate the phone call. I'll tell you where he's at in a couple of minutes because he's going to start the season in the minor leagues after making that start in the freeway series the other night at Dodger Stadium. But he's only 23 years old, just turned 23. Remember, he was the Dodgers' first-round pick in 2020. Um, you had the uh, the shutdown, uh, didn't have a chance to pitch last year blew through his stops at the lower ends of the minor leagues and really dominated the competition. Uh, and David Vassay kind of put it nicely the other night, and I think that's the, the best way to describe it. He hasn't faced adversity yet. He hasn't faced failure yet as a professional pitcher. And I don't know if the Dodgers wanted him to face that and go through it at the minor leagues rather than at the major leagues because it could really, you know, uh, hurt his confidence and his psyche and his mentality out there. So maybe get some more starts underneath his belt at the minor league level, go through a little bit of adversity at double-A and triple-A, and then get ready for the major leagues. But certainly stuff-wise, it's there. The fastball, the curveball, the off-speed pitches, the slider. I mean, pumping 100 constantly and hitting his spots, you know, that's that's – that's a pretty polished young man out there. Remember, he pitched in the College Baseball World Series. He pitched in big games, clinching games to send him to Omaha. He pitched in Louisville. He he knows the, the how to pitch in pressure situations at the collegiate level and, as I mentioned, was really good so far in the lower minor league teams that he was with last season in the Dodgers minor league system. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to Don and Encinitas. He's next up here on Dodger Talk with Tim Cates on the eve of the 2022 season. Don, how you doing? I'm doing great, Tim, and uh, I just got to say I love listening to you guys, and it's it's really especially great to be able to listen to you down in San Diego and not have to listen to the Padres station <laughs> all day long. So, uh, yeah, I love it, and uh, honestly, I'm I'm so fired up on the season. There's there's hardly anything I am concerned about, and the only two things I'm concerned about happen to revolve around my two favorite players. I mean, Kershaw is my favorite Dodger ever, mm-hmm. so it's just. How's Kirsch going to be this year? Is he going to come back, be able to give us a full season or most of a season? Um, you know, I feel like if he is, some of the concerns at the back end of the rotation aren't really concerns because our top three will be solid. And then, and then, like you mentioned in our last caller mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, Belly. Like, 
Yeah. When he gets going, I mean, I first off, I love watching him play in the outfield. I think, you know, he's obviously good at first, too. But when he plays the outfield, you know, I just have pictures of him robbing uh, mm-hmm. Tatis or whoever that was yeah. in the playoffs. And, and so when he's in, he just changes our lineup, yeah. especially if he's hitting. So, yeah, I mean, those – if I had to pick some concerns, those are my concerns. But honestly, mm-hmm. I'm I'm fired up. I'm like, <laughs> I haven't been this excited about uh, opening day for a long time. So yeah. yeah, really pumped. Awesome, Donald. I appreciate. It. Thanks for listening. And then uh, all the way down there in Encinitas, I'll be down there tomorrow night for a, uh, a punk rock show. Uh, by the way, down in uh, Solana Beach. But thanks for checking in. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw last year, the 22 starts, the 10 wins, 121 and two third innings. Got shut down early. Wasn't a part of the team in October because of the arm injury. He looks good. I mean, it seems like he's checked all the boxes in spring training, and we all know what the story is. Didn't pick up a baseball after until after January 1, but certainly doesn't look like a guy who suffered an arm injury late last year and into October. He looks like a guy who is well-rested, ready to go, and at the age of 33, you know, going on 34, is prime for a big season. Again, a lot of mileage on that arm, but certainly shutting it down early last year and not throwing all offseason until after January. Um, and the way he has come out and pitched strong in those spring training starts uh, at Camelback Ranch, he really looks ready to go. I mean, you talk about, out of all the starting pitchers, from Julio Arias and Walker Buehler, who didn't get as many starts in the spring than Clayton Kershaw did, Kershaw has been fantastic for the Dodgers in spring training. Now, he could just turn that over now into the regular season and have um, some longevity here as far as, you know, start after start, getting to the all-star break and pitching late into the summer and into September for this Dodgers team. That would be fantastic. And and you mentioned Cody Bellinger. I, I've kind of been sharing this, this whole thought about Bellinger with everybody I talk to about Dodger baseball. And everybody's curious about Bellinger. Everybody asks about Cody Bellinger and what's going to happen with him. Can he hit? You know, what are they going to do with Cody? With the designated hitter now, one through nine, you've got solid bats out there. It's not like you have the pitcher spot that it's going to turn over the the lineup, you know, at the bottom spot in the lineup. With Cody Bellinger, your defense is fantastic. And what you get offensively from him, you hope will be production at the bottom of the order to start the season. There's no pressure on him to hit 40 home runs. And I hope he knows that. There, there's no pressure for Cody to carry this offense. There's no pressure on the shoulders of Cody Bellinger to live up and be something that he doesn't have to be right now. And that's a guy who hits 300, drives in 100, and hits 40 home runs, and carries this Dodgers team over the course of 162 games. Uh-uh. There's Trey Turner, Justin Turner, Freddie Freeman, um, you know, Max Muncy, Chris Taylor, Will Smith, Mookie Betts. You're a one of nine guys out there in that lineup every day, Cody Bellinger. Get right. Don't put the pressure on yourself. You don't need to be a guy who hits a three-run home run every time to save the Dodgers. Great, you did it in the postseason. You had the heck of a hit in game five of the NLDS against the Giants, which was awesome. They don't need him to be even really a 25-home run hitter this year. Get on base. You know, if you, if you if you... Turn on one and you're having to hit it out, great. But you don't need to carry this team. You just need to put up good numbers. You don't have to put up godly numbers in 2022. And I I hope he understands that. And the pressure can be alleviated from him. That he doesn't have to be the guy. They're not counting on him because he's one of three guys and, you know, injuries hit a team hard and they really need him to just carry this team through a two-week, three-week, month-long span. No! 
They don't need that out of Cody Bellinger. Just go out there, have good at bats, put up good numbers. Good numbers. That's all they need out of him right now. 866-987-2570. Solomon Lake Balboa. Solomon, welcome. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good, man. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you good. Hello? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because I'm in a, a rough part of my house here. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, a couple of things. I do absolutely agree with you on the truncated preseason, man. Um, and, in fact, I know that's another discussion for another night. I, I'd like to see the regular season shortened a bit as well. I think it's just gotten too ridiculous when you're playing into the middle of October and, you know, in, in, in colder cities back east and the Midwest, you know, you might as well get the hockey sticks out instead of the baseball bats. But anyway, uh, that said, regarding the Dodgers, I think their bullpen is deep and strong. I think their lineup, as far as offense, if everything clicks, we're good. You know, looks good on paper. We have to see when you have that many superstars how well they mesh. But I'll, I'll you know let you I'm finish saying? on, but I don't think they need everything yeah. to click. You know, the, the, this team is so okay. loaded. Three, four guys can carry this team on a daily basis. And it doesn't have to be the same guys every single time. Cody Bellinger can go through a funk. Uh, a, a Mookie Betts can go through a, a stretch where he's not productive. It happens. The hills and valleys of a season. There's going to be a stretch where Justin Turner isn't producing. There's going to be a stretch where Will Smith is in a funk offensively in a, a two for 20 at a bad situation. That's fine, because you know why? You've got three, four, five other guys in that lineup that can carry this team. There is no pressure on one individual guy offensively for this Dodgers team to have to be the man and carry this team. He doesn't have to be Shohei Otani or Mike Trout with a, just a bunch of cast of characters around you. This team is loaded. Well, no, that, 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 that's what I was saying, is that I, I want to see that many superstars and that many bats it's four or five guys, great, as long as they're meshing. You know, I, I can't put it into words exactly, but there's a certain chemistry on the team sure. that works, sure. you know. Um, and then regarding the pitching, starting pitching, I will agree with you. Uh, you're getting down to, to four and five, it gets a little shaky. Yeah. And uh, the only thing, I know we don't want to address Trevor Bauer, the only thing I'll say about this, uh, you can call it unfortunate or fortunate, depends on which side of the, of the argument you fall on. Mm-hmm. But I can almost guarantee you, if he doesn't pitch for the Dodgers and he's go through a short suspension and he's cleared by uh, Major League Baseball, another team will grab him in a heartbeat. So that's just something to think about. Appreciate it, Solomon. Real quickly, we'll take a break and we'll come back. The Dodgers have sent out who's going to start on Saturday and Sunday at Coors Field. Interesting what they're doing to start the season with the rotation. We'll get into that, and I'm going to get you a farm report when we come back. Now the season starts for real tomorrow at 1 o'clock at Coors Field in Denver. Dodgers and the Rockies, Walker Bueller and Kyle Freeland. The pitching matchup in game one of that three-game set. The Dodgers a day off on Monday, then a two-game series in Minnesota against the Twins as they come back home for their home opener a week from today, April 14th, against the Cincinnati Reds. We'll get to your phone calls in a second. I wanted to update you, though. The Dodgers did release who will start Game 2 and Game 3 of this series in Denver. Walker Bueller gets the start tomorrow night, or tomorrow during the day, excuse me, in the series opener. The Dodgers not going with Clayton Kershaw in the second start on Saturday. Not going with Clayton Kershaw in the third start on Sunday as well. The Dodgers instead going with Tony Gonsolin in the Colorado series. 
Tony Gonsolin will get the start on Saturday. Julio Urias will get the start on Sunday. So no Clayton Kershaw this weekend for the Dodgers in Denver. It seems there are three starts and uh, three starters and 11 relief pitchers if needed this weekend. So Walker Bueller will go tomorrow. Tony Gonsolin to start on Saturday and Julio Urias on Sunday. Let's get you a farm report as we go down on the farm. The minor league season getting underway this week. Triple-A Oklahoma City Dodgers have already started their year. Minor leagues double-A, high-A, and low-A will start their seasons this weekend. The Dodgers' number one minor league prospect, 20-year-old Diego Cartaya, is starting the season in low-A Rancho Cucamonga. So all you out there in the IE, Rancho Cucamonga, Yorba Linda, Ontario, Check out Diego Cartaya, starting the season with Rancho Cucamonga. Last year he was in Cucamonga, hit 10 home runs in 31 games. I got a, I got a feeling Diego Cartaya won't be in Rancho Cucamonga too long. Remember last year he got hurt and shut down the last month and a half of the season, I think it was, last five weeks maybe of the season in the minor leagues. He's starting in Rancho to start the year, but I have a feeling if he gets off to a good start and is healthy, Diego Cartaya will be moved up to Great Lakes and high A ball. Bobby Miller. We had a caller mention Bobby Miller earlier. The 23-year-old right-hander, first-round pick out of Louisville a couple years ago. The Dodgers' number two overall minor league prospect. He will start the year in double-A Tulsa with the Drillers. Now, that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. Doesn't mean it's a punishment that he's not ready. No, we saw how good his stuff is. But last year, he was in the lower part of the minor leagues for the Dodgers for the most part of the 2021 season. He'll start 2022 in AA Tulsa, get some starts there, see how he does. I wouldn't be surprised he's in AAA sooner rather than later. And join Miguel Vargas, the 22-year-old third-base prospect who opened a lot of eyes in spring training this year. The Dodgers' number three minor league prospect, Miguel Vargas. David Veste has mentioned him a couple of times. The 22-year-old Cuban Third baseman starts the year at AAA Oklahoma City. Michael Bush, former first-round pick, second baseman, will start the year in AA Tulsa. Andy Pagas, the 21-year-old outfielder, will start the season in AA Tulsa. Last year, he led the Dodgers minor leagues with 31 home runs. Let's see if he can do that again this year. Ryan Pepio, one of the big three minor league pitching prospects, mentioned Bobby Miller. He's in double-A. Ryan Pepio, the 24-year-old, will start the year in triple-A Oklahoma City. In fact, in his first start already, he went four shutout innings, allowed one hit, three strikeouts against Albuquerque. He'll get another start this weekend. Ryan Pepio off to a good start. The Dodgers number five minor league prospect. Eddie Leonard, the 21-year-old infielder, is at high A-ball, Great Lakes. He is a top 10 Dodger minor league prospect. Landon Knack, the 24-year-old right-hander, will start the year in double-A Tulsa. Now, keep in mind, he's starting the year a little hurt. He's actually still at Camelback Ranch, had a little minor soft tissue injury. He's ramping up still, but when he does, he'll be assigned to double-A Tulsa. Andre Jackson, we saw him last year make a couple of starts for the Dodgers when called up making his debut. Andre Jackson, the 26-year-old right-hander, will get the start at AAA Oklahoma City. Maddox Bruns, 21st, uh, 20, 21 first-round pick. 
the left-handed pitcher, only 20 years old, will start the year in Rancho Cucamonga. Again, a guy you can check out in Rancho Cucamonga, as is Jose Ramos, the slugging outfielder, 21-year-old. Top 15 prospect for the Dodgers is in low A-ball Rancho Cucamonga. William Diaz and Horbit Vivas, the 21-year-old second baseman, starting the year at high ball or high A Great Lakes. So there you go. The Dodgers' top minor league prospects, names you heard all spring, and names and faces, some of which you'll see this year with the Dodgers at the major league level. All right, we go to Brock in Lakewood. Brock, quickly, how you doing? Welcome to Dodger Talk. I'm pretty good. Uh, I got three things. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, uh, Trevor Bauer's not coming back this year. Them other owners, they're not going to let the Dodgers have Trevor Bauer. They're going to suspend him for the year. Second thing, I hope they don't trade Bobby Miller. I know their phone's probably ringing off the hook. Please, anybody but him. And uh, third, I'm, I'm wondering how long it's going to take Cody Bellinger to get in the cage with Freddie Freeman and pick up that swing Freddie Freeman's got for all fields and uh being a really good hitter. Yeah. Appreciate it. We'll find out. That's not a bad guy to be a sponge off of and learn from and soak up as much hitting information as you possibly could. Freddie Freeman and Cody Bellinger. Hopefully he is leaning on him and getting some hitting advice. Certainly they've been working on his swing all season um, in the uh, Camelback Ranch and uh, spring training area there in Arizona. So, Isabel, Anaheim, you're our final call. Izzy, I wanted to get you in. I know you've been waiting patiently. Hi, Izzy. Are you excited about the season starting tomorrow? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm still worried about the the starting pitching, but beside that, yeah, I love to pick up with Freddie Freeman. That mm-hmm. was probably the best pickup they It was a huge pickup. Huge pickup. What talk they did this season? All right, all right, Izzy. Go ahead and call Dave as much as possible. I know he loves chatting with you. Uh, again, I brought up the question mark of the back end of the rotation with Tony Gonsolin and Andrew Heaney, and that's my, my biggest question mark of this Dodger team going into this season. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they come out and they just shove, and they come out there, and they can get outs and string together innings and quality starts and really be big contributors to this Dodgers team and that back end of the rotation. I hope we don't need to lean on some of the under Dodger prospects yet. I hope they come out and do their job and perform and execute and you know are able to get up and down and get out.